Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. God bless you, man. Take that deep breath. Oh, you yet know God has a purpose for your life. It's beautiful when you wake up in the morning and you understand that God woke you up. It wasn't the alarm clock. It wasn't a relative. But it was God touching you with another day of purpose, touching you with his grace and mercy. And it's good to be thankful. And I know it's one of those times where when you look around you, you know, the threat of this Omicron virus and all these other things going on that you get frustrated. Uh, it's almost like an uh, kind of we're living in an era of doom and gloom and, you know, people are anxious. Uh, we got a lot of mental health issues. It's just a lot of things that can really get you down and you have to fight against that, you know, and you want to make sure that um, you encourage yourself because it's also a beautiful time. You know, we're moving closer and closer to the day that Jesus Christ is returning. Uh, and it's it's a marvelous time in history, although uh, things are, are seemingly crazy, uh, a little weird. But yet at the same time, you know, we understand that God is still blessing us, you know, uh, that even though we're going through this time with uh, this virus, that the Bible says a thousand have fallen at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. So we understand that in the midst of all the craziness, God is yet there. You know, one thing I like is that he promised never to leave us nor forsake us. He said he'd be with us even until the end of the time. And so that's awesome. Knowing that he gave us his down payment on our redemption, um, he gave us his Holy Spirit. You know, and um, he's coming back to get us and we, we're not going to be here forever. So that's just a wonderful thing. But we're going to live with him forever. So that's awesome. But anyway, today, um, brothers and sisters, uh, I'm going to talk to you about something that most of you all are, are probably familiar with. But maybe you never sat down and thought about it. But anyway, let's pray and I'll tell you what we're going to talk about. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for what you're doing right now, for just the amazing opportunity that you're giving us today. Lord, we're so blessed to live in this time, and we're so fortunate as well. Uh, God, thank you so much for blessing the word today. Bless the ears to hear, Lord, our hearts to understand, and Lord, bless my lips to speak your word. Holy Spirit, I need you. Obviously, I can't do it without you, and so thank you for stimulating my thoughts and and pouring into my spirit the things I need to say. And Lord, I give you praise, honor, and glory. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. And so, uh, for those of you who are saved, uh, this is going to be an interesting, uh, an interesting message for you. But for those of you who are not saved, um, basically, you're going to be controlled by whatever moves you. And you have no way of really, uh, you know, fighting against that. You can use willpower and things like that, but it doesn't really work because those things that you have a desire to do that are, are not of God, I mean, you'll do. And so obviously there are deterrents out there that keeps people from going too far, the threat of going to jail or the threat of getting in trouble or having to pay fines typically work as good deterrents. So... Uh, there are things out there that will make you behave, but I'm talking about just dealing with you. 
just dealing with you. You know, the times where, you know, you want to do good, but it almost seems like there are two entities on your shoulder, one telling you to do good, one telling you to do bad. Paul put it like this. He said, when I desire to do good, evil is present. If you read in Romans 7, he talks about there's a battle between the flesh and the spirit. Your flesh is going to always want to do uh, things that are contrary to the will of God. The flesh always wants to act in um, excess. Uh, you see these programs, these 650-pound people, and you wonder how they got that way. Well, that's their flesh out of control. You know, it doesn't have to be eating. It can be anything. It could be drinking, um, alcohol. It could be um, excessive uh, habits. Uh, it could be uh, habits like um, weird fetishes, uh, pornography. Uh, it can be anything. The flesh wants to do what it wants to do because, to be honest with you, your flesh is always contrary to the will of God because the Bible even talks about the things that we war against. And it says that we don't war against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rules of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. So we war against demons and devils, but they like to get control of that flesh and get you to do things that's contrary to the will of God. And I'm telling you, it's like that cartoon where you see the, the person about to make a decision and there's an angel sitting on one shoulder and the devil sitting on another shoulder, <laughs> that's that's pretty close, pretty close to true. You know, because you always have that entity that's going to tell you not to do it the right way. You know, it's always going to be a temptation there to do things the wrong way. So Paul said, the good that I want to do, I don't do. But it's the evil that I don't want to do that I end up doing. And he, he gets really frustrated about it, you know, because he really wants to do the right thing. But then, you know, that evil temptation is there to really get him to go the opposite direction. And so um, there's always going to be a battle within you. When you want to do good, evil is going to be present. But the thing is, the Bible says where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And so with grace being there, God gives us the ability to be able to overcome our sinful uh, temptations and thoughts. You know, when temptation comes, there's always a way out. God will always give you a way out. With every temptation, I promise you, God will provide you with a way out. Maybe some of you guys been tempted to uh, do things that you shouldn't do. For instance, maybe you're tempted by a woman. Maybe it's somebody at your job, you know, or maybe you guys are having some kind of weird chemistry going on. And now there's a temptation to maybe go and commit adultery or to commit fornication, you know. And so there is a way out, you know. You don't have to do that because if you do, uh, you're going to open up a can of worms. You're going to start a process that you can't stop. And uh, only bad things are going to happen as a result of it. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So if it's sin, I promise you, brothers, it's going to pay some wages. It will. And it's not going to be good. It's always going to be bad. The good thing is, is that you don't have to engage in that. You have a choice. 
God will always offer you a way out, even with temptations that are, are, are strong, you know, and they do come. They come really strong. And maybe some of you guys, again, you know, you're tempted to, to go into, um, you know, uh, pornography, or maybe you, you've engaged in that before, and God saved you, you know, and now uh, the devil is trying to pull on your flesh to do something uh, weird and to get back into that. You know that if you do go there, that you can't control that. You already know that, so you don't want to open that door. So, you know, really, the thing you have to realize is that Satan has studied you for all, all your life. You know, from the time you were a little boy, little girl, all the way up until now. So Satan certainly knows how to push your buttons. All he has is the thought, um, the power of suggestion. Uh, and so he comes with thoughts. And when those thoughts come, I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, at that time, that's the time to cast those thoughts down. The Bible says that we are to cast down every thought and every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we have to bring those thoughts into the into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. You know everything starts with a thought. The devil will always start with a thought. He'll give you a thought. I remember a long time ago, uh, one of my pastors told, told the congregation, and I'll never forget this. He says that if you sow a thought, you'll reap an action. If you sow an action, you'll reap a habit. And if you sow a habit, you'll reap a lifestyle. And he was so true because, you know, when you start thinking about something, it will come to fruition if you continue to dwell on it. The way you stop thoughts is as soon as you start thinking on the wrong thing, change that thought. Think on something else. Think on those things that are lovely, those things that are pure, those things that are of a good report. Because if there be any virtue and there be any praise, think on those things. Because if you don't stop a thought, I promise you, it will become an action. And once that action comes to fruition, right, you do it enough, it, it will become a habit. And that's how people get hooked on certain things. That's how you get addicted. You know, you get addicted to alcohol. You get addicted to drugs. You get addicted to porn. You get addicted to all those things out there that are pulling on your flesh. It starts with a thought, you know. And once it becomes an action, then... You keep doing it, it becomes a habit. And when it becomes a habit, brothers and sisters, you're in danger because then it becomes a lifestyle, you know, and then you're living a life that's contrary to the will of God. And God doesn't want you in bondage to sin because remember, it pays wages. The wages of sin is death. So we don't often get a chance to talk about, you know, how you live once once you get saved, you know, and it that's very important. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about, you know, because if you don't, if you don't get control of your flesh, it's very hard to move into the things of God like you want to. You know, you really want to get to know God and, and you know, our God is a holy God and he forgives us and certainly he doesn't hold uh, things against us. Uh, the Bible says there's now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk after the spirit and don't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So God is not out there condemning us, you know, but what he, what, and in fact, the Bible says that Jesus, when he came into the world, he didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So it had nothing to do with condemnation and God is not about condemnation. So he's about forgiveness, 
that that's what he wants to do forgive and 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 get you moving to your best life you know but again you have to get control of your flesh and you can do that now a couple things before we go just understand that when you do get saved and you start living this life that you god delivered you from everything bible says if any man be in christ he's a new creation old things have passed away behold all things have become new and that's true but your flesh god hadn't done anything about your body right and he leaves it up to you to do something about your mind god saved your spirit you know man is a spirit he's got a soul and he lives in the body so you have to understand that there's a part that you have to do right you have to renew your mind with the word of god the bible says to be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind in Romans 12, he talks about presenting your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Then he says in two, to be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and you renew your mind with the word of God. And so, brothers and sisters, next time I'll talk about that, about renewing your mind with the word. But I want to encourage you today, um, because I realize that it's tough, you know, uh, when you're up against you know your flesh you're fighting against yourself almost the battle is your enemy is really the enemy enemy <laughs> you know that flesh and he will fight scripture says that the spirit wars against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit and they're contrary to one another because the spirit is focused on God but your flesh wants to move with the world and with the devil but anyway um, let me say this. If you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, man, you're missing it. And you have no fight, no force, no uh, defense against the devil because you don't belong to God. But it's time for you to change that. So if you want to get saved, brothers and sisters, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. I repent of my sins. I believe that God raised you from the dead. And I believe that you died for my sins. And I accept you right now as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I give my life to you. And I thank you for saving me. Brothers and sisters, if you pray that prayer, you belong to God. You're his child. And so get in a good Bible, believe in church. And, uh, and make sure you tune in for these podcasts. Um, they will help you. And um, just know that God is still good and God loves you and he yet has a purpose for your life. Brothers and sisters, until next time, this is Brother Leonard. You have a blessed day and a blessed week. God bless you. Love you.